0: Sal Berry and Tim Parrish. This is the Puck Junk Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to a special holiday edition of the Puck Junk Hockey Podcast. Sal Berry here, along with Tim Parrish, AKA The Real DFG, on Twitter. And what you just heard a few seconds ago was a little bit of the New York Islanders Christmas album from 1979 every time christmas time rolls around i like to play that album just from start to finish i actually enjoy it a lot
0: that makes one of us
1: yes so anyway um but what we wanted to talk about today is you know i'm not going to really talk about like what's come out or whatever we want to talk more about like what we when we remember getting hockey stuff for christmas some of you might have gotten hockey stuff for christmas or hanukkah or something like that and many of you shared your stories with us on Twitter. So we kind of want to go through those stories and then also just kind of tell some of our own stories. Cause I think it's definitely fun to reminisce about getting stuff you really like for Christmas because you know, when you're a kid and you get socks and you're like, yay socks or like the funniest thing was <laughs> my sister, my grandmother gave my sister underwear and my sister is like maybe eight years old. And she just looked at my grandma and said, underwear, how thoughtful. But then my grandma also gave her a card <laughs> with, with like, with like a
0: dead serious look on her face. I'm yes, sure
1: <laughs> underwear. How thoughtful. I mean, that was just one of those great. just one of those great, funny things from, from Christmas. But then, like I said, my grandma also gave my sister like money for Christmas. Cause for me, it was easy. You know, it was like 1983, buy me some star Wars guys. If it was 1985, buy me some transformers or some He-Man guys. And you know, I was pretty much set for Christmas and, You know, girls are sometimes a little bit harder because, you know, if they don't like toys or whatever. You're not sure what to get them. But I think it's always fun when, like, you get what you want for Christmas, like something that's that's right up your alley. And it's even more interesting with collectibles because um, people don't always know what to get card collectors, because as far as they know, you have a million hockey cards. You don't need any more hockey cards and why are they going to buy you more cards? And they don't even know what to get you anyway. And, and they're afraid of getting you something you already have. Although, like, having doubles is not the end of the world for most card collectors. But it's just kind of funny how that works out, right?
0: That's, the, uh, that's always the thing is they, they don't know what you already have. So they don't know what to buy. So they just figure, well, unless I have that knowledge, we'll go with nothing instead.
1: And Right. That's been something. my
0: experience probably most of my life that I've been
1: a collector. We'll get you something practical for Christmas. Exactly. So, you know, it's, I'll Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, you want to buy me something practical? Buy me nine pocket pages and not the crappy ones either. Buy me yeah. the nice ones or buy me some top loaders. Yeah. Actually, I don't need top loaders right now. Buy me some penny sleeves. I run out of those
1: all the time. I know, man. You should never run out of penny sleeves. I'm almost out of pen. I'm down to, I bought a couple years ago. God, this had to be like five, six years ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, Some dealer was like selling out his inventory. I think he was just going out of business. It wasn't a store. It was a, it was somebody that I'd see at the uh, show in Rosemont. And I bought something ridiculous. Like it was like a hundred packs it was like a full case of ultra pro penny sleeves. So I think that was a hundred packs of penny sleeves. And I want to say I paid something like 30, nah, maybe $40 for the whole case. So nice. it was like 40 cents for a pack of top loaders or a uh, penny sleeves. And I was just like, Score. Yeah. I mean, you know, because it would always be like, Oh, I, you know, I want to put these common cards in penny sleeves, but I don't have enough. Right and now. I had so many of them. It was like, all right, anything, 1989 and before is going into penny sleeve you know what i mean like pre-junk wax era is just going in penny sleeves right like i yeah. won't waste penny sleeves on pro set cards but like yeah any, you do i you don't know you, you know you do no i have so <laughs> many pro set cards the only ones um my Roenick rookies those are all in top loaders okay and like anybody who's kind of significant like uh pro set blackhawks because, you know, I, I'll still, like, trade those or get those signed or give those to people to get signed or whatever. So I try to keep those nice. But, you know, as long as uh, we mentioned Pro Set, I- I'll share my first story. I got a couple of stories, and we'll, we'll, we'll tell some of your stories. But I want to talk about one time I actually got some Pro Set cards for Christmas. It was Christmas of 1990. So by that time, I had already probably finished Pro Set Series 1. I probably had, like, two or three sets. And my Uncle Pat, he gave me something, you know, for Christmas, it was wrapped and I opened it up and it was like a box of pro set cards, but the box had been opened, right? So like the top had been torn off and then maybe it was taped back on and it was missing a few packs. And then he gave me another package and I opened it up and it was like another six or eight packs. And he goes, Oh, I, couldn't find the full box, so I bought whatever they had. But then I found the other six packs and I bought those too. So he ended up buying me, giving me like 30 packs and then like another six or eight packs. I want to say it was actually more than a full box. And so I was kind of like, thanks. But I was also kind of like, man, I have so many Set cards at this point that I just, I didn't really need anymore. So I remember just sitting there and opening them and just being like, got it, got it, got it, got it got it got it you know i guess maybe i was still thinking i might get a stanley cup hologram but uh, i mean it was a nice gesture i I still remember that after all these years and you know i did have fun opening the packs so even though i had you know enough for probably three sets at that point i think when all was said and done that year i want to say i completed six full sets of pro set ninety ninety one series one and series two
0: did you get the hologram when you were opening the packs
1: never Not one. Never? Not once? No. All of the ones I bought have been um, on eBay. Probably the first one I bought, I want to say, was around 2006 or so.
0: Did you get the Paul Gillis Bloody Nose card?
1: Not from a pack. And that's Uh. funny because when I found out about that card, like many years later on the internet, I went through all five of those uh, sets that I had put together, and I went through all of my extras, and there was not one in there. And I was just like, I, I was so surprised because like I literally bought those cards like almost the day they came out. And like even before that, they had a hockey show in Chicago and Pro Set was there giving out cards. And I just, you know, got like a ton of cards that day. So, um, yeah, it was, it was surprising. But uh, that, that's one of my my hockey stories uh, of, of getting a, a gift. Do you want to? So that's go...
0: pretty. I was going to say that's. That's interesting. That's your first story they bring up because we had a a comment of uh, someone online Um, and I apologize if I mispronounce your name or how it's meant to be sound, but I'm going to pronounce it how I feel like it. Uh, And so Dre, who goes by Schmecky10 on Twitter, um, he said, Christmas of 91, mom gave me a box of of packs of the Pro Set Series 2. You know, the one with the flames on it? Um, My family's Christmas thing was open our stuff Christmas Eve, play with it the next day. Too excited to get into those packs, so no sleep for this guy back then, he says. So what I want to know is how many of those cards were errors and uncorrected errors that came out of that box that he got? And was one of them the Yager rookie? And can I have it if if he did get it? That's what I want to know. So, if Dre, you're listening, you should let us know. Um, actually, Dre, I, I like the, the the masthead that you use on your Twitter page, on your profile. So, I, too, will echo your sentiment and say, Slayer! So, hail and kill. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll know what that reference is, too.
1: Yeah. I for, those, never... for
0: those that don't, it's from it's for Manowar, not really Slayer, but um, <laughs> he, he's into hockey and metal and... Those two things go together and be so, which is cool. And I'll agree with that a hundred percent. So anyway, so, yeah, um, so, so, so Dre was, Dre was getting the same thing back in those days. Those yeah. too.
1: quite, quite a few people mentioned that they got, uh, uh, cards. Um, another guy, uh, LZ 41 via Twitter said a box of ninety three ninety four premier hockey, Not high-end cards, but those gold-foiled name inserts and flag cards were really cool. I ended up getting a nice Brendan Shanahan insert. I'll have to look for it. Also, Redemption for a black gold set with Gretzky. So the 93-94 Premier Hockey, um, there's Topps Premier, there's Opeechee Premier. It's pretty much the same thing, only the Opeechee Premier had bilingual backs. Um, I actually tried to put that set together, the, the Topps version. I remember buying lots of cards that year. I remember getting the, the black gold redemptions and sending those away. They were just basically like like foil cards. Um and you could get like there was like twelve cards, and another twelve cards and then um or a redemption card that would get you all twenty four cards at once. And I I do remember yeah, I remember getting that. And then there was also like Team USA inserts and um from, like, the uh, U.S. Olympic team, and in Canada, they did Team Canada inserts. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a fun... Did you put,
0: did you put the whole set together?
1: No, because it was one of those mammoth two series, like, 264 and 264. You know, I was probably a few cards shy, and I think the reason why was because, um, I want to say my attention was just diverted among a lot of the different stuff that came out that year, because it's like, Tops was Tops uh, That year, I was collecting Tops, Top Stadium Club, Leaf, and Upper Deck were like those sets that I was like, kind of like my, my attention was split between those sets. And um, I don't think, I think I finished the Upper Deck set because I always finished Upper Deck sets for one, one way or another. I'd either buy the set or I'd finish it. Um, but as far as like the uh 93 94 i might have finished series one and i think by series two i just kind of like ran out of gas and then i just kind of like why what you Uh, need a few
0: yeah i was i was asking for my own self-interest because i for some reason i don't have either of these cards but i need the bill Guerin, from series two and also the the uh the gold one
1: uh bill Guerin. yeah yeah well, I probably had it. think it's number four
0: sixty-one or something like that.
1: I probably had it, and I sent I sent a ton of my uh, my my old uh, hockey like from the nineties. I've been sending them to Commons for kids that charity. I, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: he probably has them now. So I I'm I'm sorry. I had I known you know a couple months ago, um, but I'll, I'll keep no, my eyes that's open.
0: That's okay. I'll find it one day. But well, one thing, L, lz Z forty-one. He he's got it. He's got it uh, nailed down because uh, his his uh, tagline on Twitter is hockey, music, and SNL. What else is there?
1: Uh, I agree.
0: I... Those are those are three great things. Except I would also add metal, like Dre said earlier, and Ghost Slayer.
1: Ghost so, Slayer. I think it's sorry. funny, though, that he was able to open his present but not play with his present. Like, open his present but not open his present, you know? like
0: Yeah, as a little kid opening and then not being able to do anything with it, I, I'm out. That's, reminds that's me not of, cool.
1: Reminds me of a funny story. Like, one year, my grandma told me and my sister we could each open a present on Christmas Eve. And I was like, all right. So I grabbed a box and shook it and it sounded interesting. And I opened it. And it was an electric pencil sharpener. Score! Again, very Again. practical. <laughs> but I'm sitting there and I'm just like, oh, I can't play with this. I could sharpen pencils. Like, I, I used it for like the next 30 years. I mean, it, I got oh, a lot of use out of it. But You take care uh, of your things.
0: I would have definitely been sticking other things other than pencils in there to see if they would sharpen.
1: They don't. Really, not well. No, um, that's
0: true. Because I've done it.
1: But uh, yeah, you want to, you want to, you got a story of your own you want to throw in there? Well,
0: you see, Sal, it's one of those things where, as you mentioned earlier, it's hard for people to come up with things to give the person that they feel already has everything, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, because obviously I don't have the 93, 94 Topps Premier Bill Gearing card. Um, but, um, Getting cards from people, strangely enough, has been difficult, even though a lot of people know that I collect. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I met my current wife that I actually started seeing cards being given as a gift. And it went from having a few packs here and there in my stocking each year to last year, I had a few boxes that I got to open, which was wow. really cool and unexpected, considering my track record up to that point. So, but a hockey-related thing that I can uh, that I can talk about is when I was uh, a wee wee lad. Um, I'm gonna say this would have been eighty three. 84 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, got to add the ish. Cause I don't remember the exact date. Um, I played hockey. Um, and I was given a stick, uh, and some shin guards and some elbow pads. And an old Penguins practice jersey Hmm. from 1976. Um, And it was kind of raggedy. It had been my dad's and he had passed it on to me to use when I played um, at the local rink, uh, which was the Ross Draver Ice Gardens where I grew up, which a few years ago, if people follow... These things, they won the Craft um, Hockeyville, Hockeyville competition, and actually got uh, money for renovations for the building. And there was supposed to be a game played there, um, but that building is way too small to host an NHL game. So they always play a play a preseason game in those in those venues. But, uh, but that was pretty cool to see later on in life. i would be like, ah, I played there when I was a kid. So, and a lot of people did. And it was always cool because we would have players come, uh, from the penguins back then at the time. And most play people wouldn't rec- probably remember who they were, but, um, so that was kind of cool. Um, so that, that's one memory I have, but I know last year I did get to open up, um, some boxes of, of product, which was, which was pretty cool. I remember it was a, uh, I had an Opeche box, mm-hmm. uh, an upper deck, um, series one box. And a, I believe it was a box of SP from the previous year. So it was pretty cool.
1: When you got that practice Jersey, was it like powder blue, like the penguins colors from the seventies?
0: Oh yeah. Sure was nice. And it had the old logo on it. Um, with the uh penguin with the scarf
1: oh my god the scarf logo i love that logo it's like a fat penguin it's like it's 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 not like the cool looking penguin that's like the 80s the 70s penguins had like the the scarf it just looks kind of funny
0: and and if you look on him he was kind of taller and skinnier than than the one that came later
1: really because he kind of looks like he has a bit of a gut whereas the penguin
0: penguin always does but he's he's a little more stretched i think yeah so it makes them look skinnier So but yeah So that's that was, that was kind of cool I would love to receive like Lots of card related gifts But um, You know it's like It's like feeding uh, I, don't, I don't know It's like feeding somebody Their addiction <laughs> Just like handing it to them Like here you go I'm enabling you <laughs> Well if you enable me I'll be quiet
1: So two other quick stories I'll throw out here. Um, Erica from Chicago said that she remembered uh, getting a Corey Crawford Jersey in 2013, which would have been a good time to get a Crawford Jersey because that was the year that the Blackhawks beat the Bruins for their, uh, for this 2013 Stanley cup Crawford, you know, played really well that series. I mean, he was the goalie in that series. So, um, That that's a pretty cool gift, and then um, authentic
0: replica, and is it autographed? That would be my questions.
1: Don't know, don't know, don't know. But it's still cool because you know it is cool. Here's the thing: if the jersey is signed, I don't want to wear it. I just want to like protect it. Yeah, I mean, if it's authentic, it's twice as heavy, and it doesn't need to be that heavy for me to wear to a game. Like, I don't, you know, I've even I've played in replica jerseys, and they've held up, and I've played in authentic weight jerseys and you sweat a lot more in them because they are just, they're twice as thick. So when people are like, Oh, well it's a Jersey and it's an authentic and it has the fight strap. It's just like, are you going to get into a fight? I mean, who cares? Right? Like maybe I I don't don't know know what I do in my private time. (laughs) No, you know, you might run into some, uh, Rangers fans and, 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 uh, want to, want to have at it. Um, but speaking of jerseys, another good one, Jeff P from Pennsylvania, Uh, said he got one Christmas he got a Brett Hall authentic jersey a Vladislav Tretiak jersey and my high school varsity jacket all in the same year huge mourning so um yeah I mean that that's pretty awesome I mean especially getting something like a Tretiak jersey because most hockey fans I think are going to get you know a, a jersey of their either like whoever the superstar is at the time like Crosby or gretzky or lemieux like that big name superstar or they're gonna get their local hero um but to get somebody like when you get like an international jersey like that i mean i feel like your hockey fandom has transcended you know what i mean like you're not just a fan of your team or the nhl you're a fan of hockey and like the bigger picture so i think that's awesome
0: right and that's that's kind of what i was thinking when i when i read that is either this this guy grew up in Mm -hmm. russia or um you know he he's from the summit series era where that name would have been prevalent um or his parents raised him very very well
1: yeah i I
0: would go with one of those
1: i mean at 16 i would have loved a tretiak jersey i would have just been like this is badass you know what i mean because and not only that, but I would have been like obscure; like nobody would have known who it was. And I'd be like, "Oh, Tretiak. Well, actually, they would have known him because at that time he was the goalie coach in Chicago.
0: Well, either of those would have been awesome. But even the high school varsity jacket—I remember how much those cost when I went to high school. They were probably more than the jet than the
1: jerseys. Did you play uh, football?
0: <sighs> no, I was in band.
1: Oh okay. Well I, I wish I was in band. I,
0: I lettered in band.
1: So what? That's something.
0: <laughs> I guess. I lettered I, in nothing. I, I never bought a I never bought a jacket though. Nor did I buy a yearbook for that matter. Or a class ring. I wasn't one of them kind of people.
1: The class Not ring, that there's anything wrong with that. The class ring seemed silly. I like the yearbooks. I we just got the yearbooks. They didn't I don't think we bought them. They were just given to us. Oh, uh, we
0: had to buy ours.
1: Yeah, I, I remember like of, uh, uh, yeah, the yearbooks I remember, the class rings I just looked in, like, I was just like, I want to buy this class ring. And my mom was like, well, are you going to really wear it once you graduate high school? I'm like, no, good point. And that was it, you know, that that was the end of the conversation. And then when I graduated high school, I was like, man, I hated high school. I love college the end. You know, if I could get a class ring for like the year I graduated college, I would like actually consider that just because college was just like, I mean, I can look back at it fondly and not and reminisce, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, that was that was some good times. High school was just that was just the preseason. That's just shit you have to get through to get to the part you really want to get to.
0: There you go. You know, I did think of another another hockey related present that I got. It was ninety four. And my girlfriend at the time bought me for Christmas a replica. Penguins jersey, um, but no number on the back. Okay. No name. It was mm-hmm. blank on the back, but it was the uh, your your favorite incarnation of the Penguins logo. The conceited swan. The conceited swan, yes. Um, and I have that jersey still to this day. I, I still own it. It's still in my closet, and occasionally I still pull it out, pull it out, and wear it. And shockingly enough, I feel like it still fits. Good. I don't know what everybody else thinks, but I don't care. I think it still fits. So. You could uh, get
1: uh, you could get thirty and then Tolliver as the name on the back.
0: I could. I that definitely would out- could.
1: Out obscure everybody except for the, you know, the people who go. Oh yeah, this is the goalie in sudden death.
0: Yes. That Guess wasn't was. Tom
1: Barasso, but played by yeah. Jake Caulfield.
0: Exactly, the man who never smiles. Um, so we had we had another um, another comment by, I believe it's pronounced Lizane. I think at okay. forty four wheels, um, she says, my parents bought me a factory sealed set of Opeachi hockey from eighty three on. Even as a ten year old, I never opened them, and still unopened today. Before eighty three, I got packs either way. They were my favorite, spelled with a U, Christmas present, and I still get some for Christmas today. So that's pretty cool. I was looking at I was looking at uh, uh, her post on that one. Are you sure she,
1: Lizane's uh, her? Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, just based off of some of the things that are is posted on there. Okay. Uh, she's from Calgary and apparently a big Oilers fan. I don't know what that's got to be like, but it, I can't imagine it's it's very good being an Oilers fan in Calgary. Um, it's probably brutal. It's like being a Red
1: Wings w- fan in Chicago. He yeah. just don't do that. The
0: only you know thing worse than being an Oilers fan in Calgary is being an Oilers fan in Edmonton. Um, especially this time of year. What's it like? 18 degrees there, probably? Which would be like minus 8 in their language. I, so, I
1: think according to Ilya Bezgolov, it's like negative 30 degrees. It could be, it could it's be like negative thirty degrees. Yeah, um, but she
0: she commented after the fact. She apparently bought a, which I I'm assuming is an o five o six upper deck set because she mentioned it had the Crosby rookie in it. Which I guess it could be any of the sets that came out that year. But right, I'm I'm going to assume it was the upper deck set, and she bought it for her four year old nephew at the time, who didn't open theirs either. So. I mean, my aunts are cool, but not that cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then uh, David uh, Panopoulos from Toronto said, my first set was a 1985 set, the Lemieux rookie year. I was only three at the time, but got a set each year until OPG left the hobby for a while. I opened, though, and put in a binder when older. And then also, Jim from Buffalo, a.k.a. Two Minutes for Hockey on Twitter Said every year I can remember uh, And continues to this day Meaning he's gotten hockey cards every year As far back as he can remember No matter what fans the fads ca- Came and went Hockey cards were a constant So there's a couple more people I mean getting a complete set That's pretty damn cool for Christmas Heck Yeah it is now,
0: D-Pan On his uh, If you follow him on Twitter He's another big pens collector He's a great all around guy from what I can tell, I mean, I've talked to him a few times, but, uh, never met him in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so I, I wouldn't, ju- I wouldn't necessarily call him a rival collector, uh, as that would, that would infer that our collections are very similar, but comparably, I think my collection is, would be a, a pawn on the chessboard of his awesomeness as mm-hmm. far as what he has penguin wise. Mm-hmm. But, uh um, but yeah, uh the 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 comment from uh you said Jim from mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He what two minutes for hockey, that's what he goes by, I believe, yep. on, on Twitter. Yep. He used to have a blog, I thought.
1: Yeah, that was what and it, it was called. And,
0: okay. And it kind of went on hiatus, I guess. He got
1: busy with family, so okay. he had to put I, it on hiatus. I know that
0: that used to be on the blog roll over on the real DFG page. Oh yeah. Um but I will say this, he did have one of my favorite tweets of the moment a few days ago uh, where he made the comment um, that Ben Roethlisberger looks like Yukon Cornelius with his giant beard that he grew. Hmm. So to give you another Christmas reference, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny because so, it's, you, cause it's oh. true.
1: So, you know, I didn't, I didn't get this as a full set for Christmas, but I remember... <laughs> um, I want to say it was Christmas of 93, and this was right at the height of when I was promoting and organizing this uh, monthly card show in my neighborhood. There was a church about two blocks away from my grandma's house. My grandma used to go there every weekday for a luncheon. Before the luncheon, there would be like a senior citizen exercise class, so she'd go there, she'd do the exercise class, and then uh, have lunch. It was like a dollar you know senior lunch for like a dollar and then um afterwards like some of the seniors would hang out and play cards with each other so it's just kind of like something for the older people to do and i remember the priest there was um he he put together a card and comic book show this was in like uh, end of 91 i want to say or early 92 if i remember um and the show wasn't successful that first month but i said to him i said hey let me promote this and he let me promote it. And, um, it was, it, it became a really good show for a while. We used to get a lot of people coming there. I used to set up two tables and sell lots of stuff. And so one day the priest, father, John, he comes to me and he says, you know, I found these hockey cards and I don't know what they're worth. And, you know, I know you have a price guide. Can you just, you know, can, can you look them up for me or can I borrow a price guide? And, I was like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to rip them off and say, oh, they're not worth anything. It was a bunch of 71, 72 tops. And I just looked through them really quickly. And I just said, oh, this Ken Dryden rookie card, that's a good card. And then the rest of them were like maybe commons or whatever. And I probably had all of those cards anyway. And he just said to me, he's like, well, if if you ever want any of them, I'll just sell them for to you for low book or half of low book or whatever like he was a comic book collector so he understood the whole price guide dynamic he wasn't like trying to get top dollar it was just kind of more like he didn't really want them and so he would have sold them to me for a deal and i said all right that's cool you know and i just kind of forgot about it because i probably had them already i had other things on my mind it was like you know around christmas time and then i don't like that christmas My grandma gave me this little like a little box, like almost like a little jewelry box, like a little gold colored box, like two piece. And I opened it up and there's the Ken Dryden rookie card in a top loader. Uh, She had bought it from the from Father John and gave it to me, not because I needed it for my set. But she knew that I would like to have another one. You know what I mean? And I just thought I could have probably bought it myself at the time. Um, cause I was making pretty good money doing these shows, you know, enough that I could have flipped them 20 or 40 bucks for a card, but it was just such a nice gesture. I don't know if she bought the other commons also and gave them to me. I don't remember, but I do remember getting that Ken Dryden card and just like a little jewelry box, like what you'd give like a pendant or a necklace, uh, in, and I, I still have that card. I mean, I have it set aside with like my good cards cause the one that I bought, is in the page with the other cards and then the one that she gave me has just been set aside for all these years and i'm still very fond of it so i I, that made me really happy just to get that that was just such a cool thing like that was an example of it's a card i already have but i don't care i was so happy to get another one and it was i was just so touched by it and you know years later i can just i'm like really still really happy about it i mean it was a nice gift it was a thoughtful gift
0: it is that's a very thoughtful gift, and that's kind of, it's kind of what this is all about. You know, the fact that you're getting you get something from somebody, and they really, they really know you as a collector, and they know mm-hmm. this is something that you would, you would really enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy to have. Um, and we had a, we had a comment from, the Philly puck fan, mm-hmm. um, said every year from 1981 until I graduated high school there was a box of Opeachi or Topps hockey cards under the tree. Um, in the 86, 87 year, mom got my brother and I bikes and joked that she could have gotten away with hockey cards only. And she was right. Now, normally I'd scoff at anything that a filthy, I mean, Philly fan uh, said, but that's a really cool story um, because uh, if you – I mean, if you consider the monetary conversion of hockey card to bicycle value, I mean, especially looking back on that, 86, 87, that's yeah. not bad. And considering he has 80, 81 until he graduated, so is that seven, Is that 80, 81, or 81, 82? Because then there wouldn't have been one of those brands available. No,
1: no, for those two years, yeah. It was eighty two, eighty three. Eighty two,
0: eighty three. That's right. Right. That's, so
1: maybe that's, that's right. maybe that's what he meant. Maybe he, um, maybe he got OPC in uh, eighty two, eighty three, and eighty three, eighty four. Because be there weren't tops cards that year, but the card shops in Chicago were selling OP or in in the United States were selling OPC cards. I got and you. I know know that this makes from, sense. Yeah, I know this from a dealer um, uh, that I talked to, and he was he collected. Um, he collected probably from like 1970 to like, probably like 93 or 94. And he said that, oh yeah, that those two years, there were tons of Opeechee. And those are always the Opeechee years that I can find, that I was able to find easily in the secondary market. Like if, you know, I go to a uh, shop and I'm like, you got any old Opeechee cards? They'd be like, oh yeah. And it'd all be like 82,
0: 83 and 83, 84. I gotcha. Well, it's not his fault that he cheers for the wrong team, but. I will say this. He has as his uh, profile pick an old premier black gold Eric Lindros card. So I can't hate on that. So um, that was a good story.
1: Well, here's a story about somebody who got a, um, a different type of memorabilia for Christmas. So Stephen Ellis from Oakville, Ontario uh, told me, he said, a family friend of ours had a chair from the Montreal Forum. I loved it, even though I was born a few months, months after the rink closed down. I was a big Habs fan, so I just thought it was the greatest. I want to say it was about eight years ago they gifted it to me. I sat in it every day either to watch TV or play games for years. So, wow. um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I can't imagine that being the most comfortable chair. Um, but if I had a chair from the old Montreal Forum, I would use it as my gaming chair. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just badass.
0: It may not have been the most comfortable looking, but... If you're a fan, it, something like that, you sit in it, that is the most comfortable chair. That's the awesome chair. I don't think any, I wouldn't allow anybody to sit in it but myself.
1: Okay. You know, and I've even seen like, um, I've gone to a few autograph signings where like, uh, I see the same guy in Chicago and he has two Chicago stadium seats and he has them mounted to a board and he'll just wheel them into the shop get them signed by the players and then just like wheel them out. And he's got like tons of autographs on him. It's pretty cool. Like any player who played during the Chicago stadium era, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a pretty awesome gift to get. Cause you know, like those Montreal Canadiens seats were not just given away, you know, they auctioned those off and you know, it wasn't just right. like, Buy one for $50. It was probably some sort of an auction or something. Well, I don't know. If you have 18,000 seats, I guess maybe you don't want to do 18,000 auctions. But I'm not saying they were they were cheap.
0: Yeah, and I don't imagine they would be. I knew a guy that had uh, a whole, not a whole row, but five um, five seats from the old Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. When they imploded that back in the day. Um and I don't, I don't know where he got them. I never asked him where he got them from, but I imagine it came. He either bought them directly at a sale when they were clearing everything out before they blew up, blew up the building, or got them later on in an auction somewhere.
1: Before they blew up the building,
0: yeah, which they did. <laughs> they imploded it. I heard it's it. The parking lot that's there now is where the stadium used to be. So
1: yeah, it's kind of weird how that is yeah i mean i i remember you know one regret i have like i used to go to a lot of blackhawk games as a kid and i regret not just not taking more pictures i didn't get into photography until my first year of college so this would have been like spring of 94 i took a photography class and honestly that was the last year of the the chicago stadium so i remember taking my um taking my camera with me to the game and taking a bunch of pictures but just of like the scoreboard and trying to get players player pictures that just didn't come out and just trying to get like pictures and stuff like that but i wish i got more pictures of just the space you know the lobby the ticket line the ticket window the concession area um uh, that that sort of stuff i wish i had taking pictures of that because you know when you you went as a kid and you just kind of take it for granted that it's always going to be there and then it's gone and then you just you 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 want to remember you kind of wish you could remember those those little details that you just overlooked for many years
0: yeah as many times as i went to three rivers Mm -hmm. i mean i i still remember it but i'll i'll tell you what i've been to both of the new stadiums uh heinz field and pnc park and they are they're they're nice,
1: yeah they're I they're definitely
0: it. nice, so I mean, there's something to be said for newer and better, but yeah, there is something kind of nostalgic and and it gives you all the feels when you when you have those old uh, old stadiums and old barns and memories of them,
1: yeah, so I, I have those
0: feelings about the old civic arena in Pittsburgh,
1: yeah, I would have liked to have seen a game there too.
0: It was cool. It was small, but it was fun. It was definitely uh, intimate and loud. Huh. That's that's for sure.
1: So I got a I got a a story here. Um, actually, uh, so a gentleman uh who goes by the Twitter name of NY Pinstripe sixty seven. He's from De- Denver. Um, even though it says New York Pinstripe sixty seven is his Twitter name, but that's okay. Takes all kinds. Um, Yankee. what's
0: that? So uh, I'm sure he's a Yankee fan.
1: Well, Yankee fans can be everywhere, are everywhere. So he said, my mother somehow got her hands on a Dave Taylor autographed broken game uh, used stick. Uh, Given our financial health during my childhood, this was a big deal. I ended up converting it to a roller hockey stick at some point if I knew then what I know now. So he got this stick that was autographed by Dave Taylor. Uh, former Kings player and uh, former Kings captain, part of the Triple Crown line. Uh, so I mean, you know, one of one of the greats on the Kings. Um, and uh, you know, it was an autographed game-used stick, but he ended up using it as a roller hockey stick.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of that that <laughs> happened. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really perceived value. And I see it with my own kids nowadays and other kids, their friends and so on and so forth. There's that whole, what is a dollar really worth, you know, kind of mentality. Um,
1: Well, I think they they don't know.
0: They don't understand, you know, to you, it's a hockey stick. Yeah. This guy signed it. It's pretty cool. I need a hockey stick. Here's a hockey stick. Go. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not a
0: wall hanger to
1: them can I use it? Can I, can I do something with it? Can I, can I enjoy it some way? You know, because as a kid, sometimes, you know, especially how young you are, it's hard to enjoy something just by looking at it. You know what I mean? It, It needs to be something that you like, I mean, even if you think of like kids with cards, you know, they used to play with them. They used to throw them. They used to trade them. They used to, you know, have all these different like games, like knockdowns and topsies and stuff like that. So they were, things that you would do something with. You didn't just look at them, put them in a sleeve and a top loader and say, I have it. Right. So with the sticks, but I actually got a, a stick story that I want to share. I want to say this was 1990. Um, my aunt had given, uh, she wrapped for me. I don't even know if she wrapped it. It was just, yeah, it had to be wrapped. It was a six foot box. It was actually, it was funny. Like, the box was like, I don't know how wide. It was like pretty, like normal width of a box, like maybe two feet wide, but it was six foot four because I busted out the tape measure and I measured it, the box from top to bottom. And I said, is Mario Lemieux in this box? Cause he's six foot four and this box was six foot four. And then I'd shake the box and it made a really weird sound and I couldn't figure out what it was. Right. No idea. Well, Finally, when I get to open it on Christmas Day, it was two game-used autograph hockey sticks. One was of um Jocelyn Lemieux who I greatly enjoyed watching as a kid. I actually um actually...
0: So You were partially right with Lemieux.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, it was a Lemieux stick, but it was It was Jocelyn Lemieux. I remember it was funny, the day that the Blackhawks acquired Jocelyn Lemieux, my aunt, like, she just came into the dining room, and she said to me, my sister is sitting there, and she said, the Blackhawks acquired Lemieux. And I looked up, and I said, Claude Lemieux? And my sister looked up and said, Mario Lemieux? And then my aunt said, Jocelyn Lemieux? And then my sister and I both in unison said, Jocelyn Lemieux? Like, who's that? Who's she? (laughs) But you know, um... <clears throat> Jocelyn Lemieux was actually one of my favorite Blackhawks. I mean, he was just, he was a tough winger. Um, he could fight. He, yeah, could he could score. I mean, he was, he was, he could hit, you know, he was a good, he was a good, solid player. I liked having him on the team. I was bummed when they traded him to Hartford. But anyway, so one stick was Jocelyn Lemieux and the other stick was Dirk Grahams. And Dirk Graham was like my first Favorite oh, very nice. Black Hawk because he was the team captain. He was a hard worker, and I just remember reading up on him and how he like slogged around in the minors for like six or seven years, and now he's like the Black Hawks team captain. And I'm just like, wow, this guy's cool. And uh, I mean, when Chelios came along, he eventually uh, became my favorite Black Hawk. But at the time, Graham was just like that player that I looked up to. So I got outstanding t- facial hair, by the way. Oh yeah, that mustache, man. Um, His coaching was another story, but yeah, the, the him as a player, I mean, he was a beast. I mean, you'll even remember in game four of the Stanley Cup finals, he scored a hat trick in a losing effort for the Blackhawks. Sure did. I mean,
0: it was one of the only bright spots on that uh,
1: for the Blackhawks,
0: for the Blackhawks during that series.
1: I mean, it's sad because, I mean, that should have been enough to motivate a win. Like when your team captain gets a hat trick. And it just, they just couldn't do it. But, man, he just he was a beast that game. Um, but what, So what I wanted to say was, um, what's funny about that is my aunt had these sticks since October. We went to, or, yeah, she was a season ticket holder. She won them at a season ticket holder luncheon. There was, like, a raffle or a drawing or whatever. And so she got these two sticks. And then when we went that later that month at the end of october every year they would have something called skate with the hawks it was like the precursor to the black hawk convention where like literally like maybe 300 people would show up maybe less than 500 people i mean it was a very manageable number it was always held at a local rink And they'd give you a badge and you'd either it would be your time to be on the ice or out in the lobby. And then you would just if you were in the lobby, you'd walk up to a player, get an autograph. Or some of them would be sitting at a table and you'd walk up to the table and get autographs. Or if they were on the ice, you'd skate around with them, skate up to them, get autographs. And so my aunt managed to get these two sticks signed without me knowing about it. Like I was there, but they kept sending me on a wild goose chase because like my aunt would say, oh, you know, Grant. Grant, uh, Dirk Ram is on the ice and I'd be like oh Dirk Ram, I need to get his autograph so I'd go over to the ice looking for him or like um I was like I don't know I was off the ice and then like someone like my mom was like oh you know Troy Murray's that way I'm like oh Troy Murray yeah I want to get his autograph you know what I mean? so I was, they were just kind of like leading me around so that I wouldn't see my aunt getting the stick signed and then she even said there was like a time when like I just stepped out in the parking lot, maybe had my skate guards on, and my aunt was like right by the car and she threw the sticks under the car because she didn't... (sighs) Yeah. so they went through all nice. these extreme lengths to get these sticks signed I as I was kind of gullible as like a 14 or 15 year old Oh, okay cool he's over there i'll go over there you know and uh so i think that was even funnier i mean it was one thing to win the sticks and give them to me it was another thing to go through this this grand effort to get them autographed but it was another thing to like do it under my nose and like it was funny because my aunt and my aunt's friend were like i felt my aunt's friend was like i felt so bad for lying to you (laughs) like no it's okay and i actually used to i had those hanging in in my room as a kid i mean those hang hung like all my years of high school i had those sticks hanging out of my wall and it just looked it was just so badass and i still have them to this day
0: nice at least you didn't use them
1: no 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 far from it
0: well, we got a uh, we we had an interesting comment from uh, which I I found amusing. Okay. Um, from nineteen twenty nine NHL tweets. Oh. Uh, who goes by at nineteen twenty nine hockey, and he responded, "I caught Lionel Conacher's tooth once." To which you asked him if he threw it back, and his response was, "Throwing anything at Lionel Conacher is a bad idea." Mama didn't raise no fool, which I got a chuckle out of because if you're not following this account and you're a hockey fan, do so because it's quite entertaining. Mm -hmm. I mean, essentially, essentially it's if in 1929 Twitter existed, this is the account the NHL has Mm -hmm. and it basically gives updates and everything on what was going on in the hockey world back then. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very entertaining to read. And also, if you don't know who Lionel Conacher is and you're listening to this, look him up because, you know, the big train, as they called him. He terrorized the early NHL with his sheer athleticism. This guy played he was known as a football player, Mm -hmm. but uh, he played hockey. He's the the reason why I really know who he is, is because he scored the very first goal that the Pittsburgh Pirates Uh, recorded against the boston bruins Mm -hmm. when they when they joined the nhl back in 1925 they used to be called the yellow jackets and he played for them and was one of the first um well-known amateur players that decided when the team went pro that he was going to go pro with them Mm -hmm. and actually get paid to play so Mm -hmm. he's very uh um, he's very significant in NHL history so if people didn't know who they were or understood that comment um, that's a guy to look up but yeah check out that check out that Twitter page because it's it's very entertaining to read
1: what was that Twitter uh, ID again
0: uh, it's at 1929 hockey so those listening check that out and it's it's a very entertaining uh, look at A a kind of a different, different angle to hockey.
1: Yeah. What hockey was like a hundred, uh, or 90 years ago. Um, so, you know, speaking of, uh, so another, another, I think our last, I got one more story, but I'm going to share this guy's story first. We could talk about this. So Bruce C from Edmonton said, I received an Archer's Herbie game used Carolina hurricane stick for Christmas so many years ago. It was so exciting. That was also the moment I began my goalie museum project. Today, I own game worn memorabilia of approximately 21% of all the goalies in NHL history. And he has a website called bcgoaltendingmuseum.com where he showcases some of the different game used, uh, game worn um, equipment and memorabilia in, in his uh, goalie collection. So it's cool that, like, here's an example of, like, a gift that inspired, like, a lifelong passion. Like, he was into hockey, but this gift made his fandom go to the next level, where he was just like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And I want to, you know, continue collecting um, game-worn merch, uh, memorabilia.
0: Yeah, and he's, this collection is, is amazing. I didn't. Really know much about it. I mean, if you like, if you like looking at jerseys and hockey history and especially goaltenders, you, you'll get your fill on this site. So if you haven't checked it out uh, again, it was Uh Head over there to their website, check out what's going on. They've done shows. I know that they'd said that this was like their sixth summit show that they did up in mm-hmm. Alberta back mm-hmm. in April. And I'll tell you some of the pictures and displays of everything It's really Really cool. Well done.
1: He has a blocker from Christian Susi, who um, played exactly three minutes for the Chicago Blackhawks back in uh, 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 94, I believe. Uh, Which, I mean, obviously he wore it in the minors also, but that's that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it's just a pretty cool thing. Like, okay, like this guy who played three minutes of a game. Okay, I got his his only.
0: He's he's played only three minutes more than I have for the Blackhawks.
1: And i has got a yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs Glenn Healy game worn jersey. It's got a lot of cool stuff. BC goaltending museum dot com. Check it out.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely go and check out some of what he's got.
1: Oh wow, it's this really is cool. actually this is actually pretty cool. I'm looking at this. He has. Um, he has a uh, man. The hockey world is small. He has a Anaheim Mighty Ducks Greg Namenko game worn home jersey, and you're I, saying who I is Greg? That. I, uh, oh, I saw that. I saw that
0: was like one of the first things I looked at
1: because it's at the top, Anaheim Ducks, right? Well, the thing is, is that I know Greg Namenko. I know his brother Russ. His brother Russ manages a rink that I play at, and uh, Greg manages a different rink. Uh, and I actually met him, and he told me um, uh, he, he told me his stories about playing for the Ducks, uh, how he was on the bench for, like, 70 games, but he only played, like, two games. Uh, he was also called up by the Devils a couple years later as a backup. He also played for Team USA in the World Championships. So, like, this is, like, um, a pretty cool thing, because this guy didn't play a lot of games. And this is a jersey from his only start. I mean, he probably wore it on the bench a lot of times but i mean that that's pretty damn cool to have something like that like some you know like maybe it's cooler to have a jersey of a player who's played in more games because there's more significance to it but i think there's something equally as cool as having you know this guy played one game and here's his jersey you know
0: well the sheer rarity of it yeah is enormous Considering how many jerseys and pieces of uniforms and stuff are floating around out there these days of regulars that play all the time I mean this isn't this isn't like the old days where you know the guy you go out there with your sweater and at the end you throw your sweater in the in the uh, the basket and it gets washed and everything else and there's your sweater waiting for you and the next day it's the same one and the day after that it's the same one and so on and so forth and you may have one or two sweaters that you wear through the whole season right. they just get washed and used over and over again today it's like guys get a new jersey almost every game
1: right or like in the case of gretzky's final game he was changing his jersey every shift Yeah. from what i understand
0: that's yeah i've heard that story too they
1: knew what they were doing i mean right. you know exactly Uh, you have like you have like uh players will have like six jerseys for the seven stanley cup games that they play you know like they'll have like uh, a home uniform a road uniform like a couple copies of each and they'll wear like this jersey for like game one and two and then that's it and then they'll wear this one for game three and four and that's it and then they'll wear one for like game Maybe five and seven, or I mean, I don't know. You know, like they they change them out. You know, so I mean, is a game worn sydney Crosby jersey? It's cool to have, but you know, when there's you know, maybe a hundred of them from the past season. I'm exaggerating; it wouldn't yeah. be a hundred, but you know.
0: No, I know what you're saying. Plus, there's practice jerseys that are different. Warm up jerseys are different. I mean, it's endless. It's not like I said. It's not like the old days.
1: It's cool when you see like an old jersey that's really taken a beating and has repairs and stuff like that.
0: That's why I like that um, that uh, in the game uh, year in hockey mm-hmm. card that I that I pulled way back when of Gila Lafleur, where it's got the old school patch piece on. You can tell it's from the old jersey and it's it looks tattered. It even looks stained. I, I don't know if it's a blood stain or what, but mm-hmm. there's some kind of stain on it. And it came right out of the pack like that. It's like, these guys had like a piece of history here and here it's stuck in this card. You don't see that these days.
1: Oh yeah. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, my last, my last personal, um, hockey story. Cause I think we had, I think we went through all of these on the list here. Yes. um, So this wasn't really a memorabilia thing, but this was just, like, one of those things that I always wanted. So I got into hockey in spring of 89 when I accidentally put on the wrong channel and caught the end of a Blackhawks game. And I was, like, instantly hooked. And by, like, fall of 89, like, I I was so hooked and I was so into hockey and my aunt was like, oh, yeah, I used to like hockey in the 70s. And then she and my uncle got season tickets that fall. So it was kind of funny how I kind of became this catalyst for, like, the whole family got into hockey because I got into hockey. My sister got into hockey because I got into hockey. My mom and my aunt got back into hockey because I got into hockey. So I was kind of like the catalyst for that. So I remember one thing that they used to advertise in the uh, the, the game programs at the Blackhawks game. They'd give out Goal magazine, which would be like, you know, which was an actual magazine. But then there'd be like some additional pages inside that were specific to the Blackhawks. Um, like specific articles and rosters and stuff like that, and they would advertise. I'd see the advertisement in Goal Magazine a lot. It was for the Wayne Gretzky overtime hockey table hockey game. Do you remember that game?
0: Yes, yes, I do.
1: 3D figures. I
0: was gonna say those figures, yeah.
1: Now, back in the 80s, now my mom and aunt had a table hockey game from like the 60s and 70s, it was an old Coleco table hockey game that had the metal guys where the the it was like the the metal the, the the images of the players were stamped on the metal this is before they switched over to the plastic guys with the stickers so these are right. the metal the flat metal hockey guys so i actually
0: have one of those in my penguins collection really yeah i have uh i have the goalie that looks like les binkley nice but it's not because they all have the same faces but yeah with the old old penguins jersey i have the little mail it's hard to it's hard to store because it's not flat
1: but it's not flat yeah, yeah. yeah. can't fit it in a page no right no can't. but so uh so this so i had this we had this uh coleco blackhawk uh it said you know chicago blackhawks on the side and it was blackhawks versus red wings and it was a table hockey game and i used to love playing with that even When I didn't know what hockey was, when I couldn't see hockey on TV, when I knew that there was this team called the Blackhawks that existed, but I didn't know what they looked like and I didn't know what hockey really was. But I remember playing that table hockey game with my aunt or my grandma or my sister and just liking it. But then when I got into hockey, you know, then that table hockey game was a lot more special. But then I would see this Gretzky one advertised and there was a tabletop version And there was a deluxe version that was like something ridiculous, like four, four feet. I mean, it was, it was pretty damn tall. Um, and it had the 3d players. And then there was like an accessory pack that you could get that would have, um, benches, glass, a clock, and a scoreboard that would just kind of clip to the sides of, of the boards. And so I remember in 1989, like my mom asking me, What would you like for Christmas? And I'd say the Wayne Gretzky overtime table hockey game. And I didn't get it in 89. And then in 1990, she asked me, what do you want for Christmas? And I told her the same thing. 1991, same thing. Didn't get it. 1992, asked for the same thing. Didn't get it. 1993, asked for it. Didn't get it again. 1994, my mom says to me, you've been asking for this thing for five years years and i said yes and every year i don't get it for christmas and she said to me you're 19 years old i'm not gonna buy you a toy now i said mom i'm gonna i'm gonna keep asking for it and also now it's on clearance at gamers paradise because it was like a 130 toy i mean it was expensive yeah a table hockey game might be like 60 dollars at like toys r us but this thing was like it was like double that price.
0: No, I remember was, that because I saw they used to sell at the KB Toys in the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to sell the um, the, team the, team, the team box sets. Yes. Um, and pff, just those alone were expensive.
1: $20 for a pack. Yeah. I mean, and just to give a little bit of a frame of reference, the Stiga table hockey figures today are about $20. I think they're about $20 a pack. So back then in like 1990 money, $20 back then was like $40 now. Like just adjusting for inflation. So these were not this was not a cheap thing to ask for. Right. But it got marked down to something nuts like 39.99 or something at Gamer's Paradise. And so I told my mom, "Or it might have been $80, I don't know. It was it was well under a hundred dollars by then it was, it was on its way out. And so I, you know, I said to my, my mom said, you know, you've been asking for this for every year and I'm not going to buy it for you. And I said, well, now's the time to buy it because now it's on clearance. So she's like, fine. I'll buy you that Gretzky table hockey game. And then she said, what else do you want for Christmas? And I said, I want the accessory pack (laughs) with the boards, with the boards and the glass at the uh the benches it was like b- benches and a referee
0: yeah they had a referee too i remember that all
1: one. he does is stand yep. between the benches he doesn't do anything doesn't do anything he just points he stands on the benches um and then the benches were like you could store like extra players there and then there was like um what's it called um the The clock was actually just, like, the numbers zero through nine. And there was, like, a plastic slider that would just slide over what the score was. uh, For the scoreboard, rather. And the clock would just do, like, five-minute periods. But it was just... It was kind of lame because it would do, like, five minutes. And then, like, it would flicker for, like, 30 seconds. And then it would beep again. And then it would start counting down. So it would do, like, three, five-minute periods. It wasn't, like, super awesome. But it was cool. Like, I, I was... I was glad to get that for Christmas. And I got to tell you, like me and my friends played the hell out of that. I mean, because by then we were all like, old, we were like, you know, some of my friends were a couple years older than me and some were like a year or two older than me. So we're talking like, like teenagers to like early twenties. And we beat the hell out of that thing. We'd play it. We'd, we'd play tournaments and, um, the, the game took a beating. I mean, it was called the quality hockey game and it stood up. Like it did not break. um, I, and you know, it was funny. It was like, I want to say that it? I still have it. I still you have, have, all the,
0: b- you have all the guys for it and everything.
1: Okay. That's another story. And that's a topic for another show. I will say this. I want to say like maybe a year later, um, my girlfriend at the time bought me some of the team packs because they were on clearance for $5 a pack. So she bought me like two packs of Blackhawks. No, wait, I had a pack of Blackhawks. I bought them even though I didn't have the table hockey game. I'm like, these are little Blackhawk figures. I want them. I bought them, right? So she's like, oh, uh, you want some of those for your birthday or whatever? I'm like, sure. She's like, which ones do you want? I'm like, can you get me a Blackhawk pack and two packs of sharks? And she's like, sure. So I was able to put one set of sharks on the bench, one set of sharks on the ice, one set of Blackhawks on the bench, one set of Blackhawks on the ice. You know, when I become rich and eccentric, I will probably track down all of the teams. Some of them are hard as hell to find, um, especially like the teams that changed their uniforms in the early 90s, like the Penguins and the Stars, or expansion teams that came later on, like the Ducks, um, are harder to find. And what's really frustrating is that the Minnesota North Stars in the green uniforms sell for like $100 per team set. What's really frustrating about these is my local Toys R Us had Hundreds of them. I think they got shipped to them by mistake because my local Toys R Us had North Stars and Flyers. Which didn't make sense because we were Chicago. And I remember buying a pack of North Stars on clearance for like $3.99. Just because I'm like, ah, four bucks, I'll buy it. I don't think I even had the table game then. It was just the figures. And I'm just like, ah, these are kind of cool. They're kind of like starting lineups, but smaller. Um, Although they all kind of resemble Steve Smith when I look at them.
0: Is especially, that what
1: the, she thought. Yeah, I thought especially like, the Oilers one kind of looks like Steve Smith, kind of. Well, just they basically. all
0: had like the same. They all had like the same faces on them. They like used the same model for all of them, and there was some weird looking dude where his eyes were too far apart, <laughs> and he had this huge nose that took up half of his face. I always thought that the guys almost looked like uh, what was what was the uh, what was the weird hairy arms chick that uh was in love with popeye um olive oil no 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 no
1: alice
0: uh alice the goon yes lord yes that was who they used for the model to make those
1: i don't know i mean i i so i i loved i was happy to finally get that game um but i wish i had gotten it when i was younger because one i would have played it i would have played played it as far back, you know, as soon as I got it, like I got it at 19 and we played with it, me and my friends. And, you know, like I said, we beat the hell out of it, but it's it's still in awesome shape. I mean, it's just, it's a quality toy. But the other thing is like, um, I would have bought all the team packs, like slowly, like I would have bought one a week or one every couple of weeks or something. And it was hard for me to want to buy the team packs. If I didn't have the game, once the game came out, I bought, um, you know, I, I had a couple of the teams, but like I wasn't thinking like I'm going to collect them all at this point, even though Gamers Paradise had a markdown down to five dollars a team. And I should have just gone in and just bought everything. And I didn't. And I kind of regret that. I still have dreams. I still have the dream of going to KB Toys and finding like the Gretzky table hockey teams like on clearance for three ninety nine a pack and just buying them all. Nice. Which is sad because we should have bigger dreams than than buying toys from 30 years ago. But uh, here we are.
0: Yeah, exactly. If we, if only everything was kept mint from when we were kids, we'd all be yeah. retiring millionaires.
1: Right. Well, all those Lindros rookies I kept mint, but uh, that didn't that didn't help.
0: Yeah. My pile my pile of non-errored 90 91 Pro Set Yager cards haven't. Uh, haven't panned out well either
1: so do you have any more christmas stories or is that are you tapped down on a holiday uh cheer for the the podcast
0: no i just like to make other people happy i don't care if they they give me what i want i mm. buy other people the presents that's good especially these days
1: better to give than receive
0: that's exactly
1: right All right, then. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Puck Junk Hockey Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Music. You can find us on Google Play Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and, like, a ton of other podcast platforms. And uh, we should be back in another week or so with our next podcast. But until then, thank you for listening to the Puck Junk Hockey Podcast, and have a happy Christmas, New Year, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate.
0: Happy Festivus.
1: For the rest of us.
0: For more hockey goodness, follow us on Twitter at
1: PuckJunk.